Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good Companion pod where we follow up on last week's episode, answer listener questions, and catch up with each other. The person I'm catching up with is, of course, Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Thank you for coming. Uh, Did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Yeah, well, this week I'm questioning my marriage, Matt. Wow, this sounds serious. And I hope, I hope... You guys don't break up because Rachel's been putting in some serious work on the podcast. <laughs> she it's texted true. me yesterday for the password to the TikTok account. Yep. I gave it to her. Uh, presumably, she'll be posting the videos that I should be posting. But also, I sort of hope that once in every uh, two months when I log on to TikTok, she'll be there front-facing camera going, right. you know, here's a couple things that I think are good. Right. They're just airing her grievances about our marriage, but... But yeah, something happened. We there was an incident, an incident that I thought we were beyond this. You know, you have you and Jill have what ten years between you, right? You're nine, nine. Okay, Rachel and I seven years, <laughs> nine years. So it's not weird. It's not ten weird. could be weird. Nine <laughs> totally normal. Same generation, both millennials. That's right. Okay, so. We are both Gen X, but there are are seven years between Rachel and myself. I'm older. She's younger. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened. We're in the car driving. Um, I got Sirius Satellite going. We're listening mm-hmm. to, I don't know, classic vinyl probably or something like that. Uh-huh. What comes on the radio? But Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney and Wings. Okay. So we're just, you know, I'm... I'm basically rocking along to this song because it's, you know, Paul McCartney and Wings. I think it was just called Wings when that song came out. Anyways, classic tune. And Rachel's like, what the hell is this? Like, what are they doing? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's Paul McCartney, the theme from Live and Let Die, you know, James Bond, 1972. She thought that Live and Let Die was a Guns N' Roses song, which they covered. Okay. Uh, oh, on this, is it from the Spaghetti Incident? Is it Spaghetti Incident or is it on User Illusion? Honestly, my Guns N' Roses knowledge doesn't run that deep. Yeah. I know Sp- Spaghetti Incident was an album, all covers. They had the, uh, you. Be- they did a cover You Belong to Me. That's right. right? Yeah, yeah. They did a Sex Pistols song, I think. All terrible, terrible covers, all of them. Just you know, sort of like in the same vein as Weezer releasing cover songs, you know? Yeah. I guess it was different then though, because you could make so much money on album sales. If they didn't have new material, just being like, we are the biggest band in the world. Right. People are going to listen to anything we put out. Yeah. So why not just put out some covers of songs we like? Yeah. that's So I I kind of understand it from their perspective. Right. But is it not just, okay. It just shook me, man, because I'm like, who is this person I'm married to? We've been together for 27 years, and and all this time, this entire time, she thought Live and Let Die was a song by Guns N' Roses. And she's like, this sounds awful, this Paul McCartney version. It's like, he has such a sweet voice. Why is he, it's, it's such a hard and heavy song. I'm like, are you insane? Have you not heard Helter Skelter? And by the way, She's. I'm like, you listen to the White Album literally every day in the car with the kids going to and from school. She never got to disc two, where Helter Skelter is. <laughs> she didn't know it was two parts? She didn't know there. Well, she never bothered, I guess. Or she probably got a taste of it. You know, happy birthday, great. And then I don't the know. The second disc is better than the first one. I know. And she's never got that far. So the, so there's layers to this. There's I I don't know this woman is what I'm saying. I have no idea who she is. And it's because you know of that. what I mean. I'm I'm glad she's putting out social videos for us, but I think this is this has got to end. First of all, I don't know why, but when you were like "Live and Let Die," and and she was like, I thought this was. I don't know why, but I thought you were going to say Ricky Martin, and she confused "Live and Let Die" with "Living La Vida Loca," which okay, that's actually been... divorce material right there. But did I ever tell you about the time I saw Paul McCartney when we were in college? No. I'm pretty sure I've told you. So we were in, at, at Ryerson. Yeah. So this would have been like, I want to say 2001 or 2002. And he he was touring, um, I mean, on the back of what, I, I don't know. 
But in 2002, I was like, wow, this is the last time I'm ever going to get to see Paul McCartney. I'd never seen them before. Mm -hmm. Huge Beatles guy. So I went and he played Live and Let Die. And this is sort of like how you know, how you know you're at a sort of an over the hill show. Right. <laughs> you know what it's like? Live and let die. Da da da. So when the when that sound came on, these like fireworks, these pyrotechnics oh, yeah, would yeah. come on, on the up on the stage and fly out. And every time a pyrotechnic would come on, Paul McCarty, like as a joke, would go, Oh like he would hold his heart like he was having <laughs> like he was so scared by the loud noise that he was having a heart attack. And everyone was loving it, but I was yeah. like it's sort of funny that the joke is like we're watching someone that is too old to be on stage. And right. now, of course, that was 2002. Then he's like been touring, you know, many since. times since. Ever it's like since. 20 years later and yeah. it'll never stop. So if he was going to have a heart attack in 2002, <laughs> I hope they leave that off the set list now ah. if, he, if he tours. I wonder if he still does the bit if he does. If just pyrotechnics in general. Like the old. Yeah, he's, he's been doing heart. this. I'm about to die bit for yeah. probably fucking. <laughs> 40 years. Do you think that's the best um, James Bond song? No, I don't. Um, I have a controversial uh, one that I like, and it is... Oh, you think it's the Adele? Uh, I don't mind the Adele one, actually. Honestly, that one's not bad. Um, I think generally they suck. I'll start by saying that. Yeah, generally Like all of them. (laughs) The last one I saw, well, I saw Duran Duran, as you know, and they played A View to a Kill, which actually, kind of a banger. Actually, but that's not my favorite. I think uh, no one does it better. No, is that Linda Ronstadt? Nobody does it better. Oh, I didn't, honestly didn't even. The rest. I'm not as old as you. <laughs> uh, I hope you don't want to break up with me. But I, I didn't know that was a James Bond song. Yeah, I think that's this. Uh, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. I've been wrong before. Many, many. Times. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I guess most people love like what? What's the classic one? Um, Oh my god, this is going to be another Lord of the Rings scenario. <laughs> There's one fucking classic one with Shirley, what's her name? A Shirley Bassey? Yes. Isn't that? Uh, I'm going to Google it right now. Okay, well, in, me, in the meantime, Nobody Does It Better by Carly Simon is from... Oh, Carly this... Simon? You said Linda Ronson. Oh, yeah, sorry, I, I messed that up. I get those two confused all the time for some reason. Uh probably because that's my mother's discography. Like that's all she listened to. Carly Simon, Linda Rodstedt and Patsy Cline on repeat. And Carol, Carol King. Can nope, we no Carol, Carol King. King in there? No Carol King. Yeah. Okay. Shirley Basie did Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Okay. Goldfinger. That's a great one. Uh, Nobody does it better was from the spy who loved me. Uh, and oh, I, she also did diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever. Yeah. Okay. Live and she let die. Definitely the queen. Live and let die though. The first rock and roll song that that was used for uh james bond um movie in 1972 i might argue that's the most indelible hit of them like yeah that you could throw into a set and people will be like oh like a classic paul mccartney song uh, for sure. i don't think when cheryl crow plays she's singing the one she sang i don't even remember what <sighs> that one was i forgot about that um, or, um, garbage did the world is not enough now uh, oh madonna die another day yeah not good um, uh, what uh, Aha did one I didn't know that which Living one Daylights do? Oh Living Daylights Living Daylights I almost okay. I almost want to hear that I know that we can't play it on this show <laughs> Maybe maybe we should do a short of this And just clip them in uh, Gladys Knight Your favorite Did License to Kill Yeah Oh Cheryl Crow did Tomorrow Never Dies It's not that It's not good But it's not the worst Oh is it uh, And then there's Sheena Easton Did For Your Eyes Only For Your Eyes Only that's actually not bad. I don't mind that one. Also, the name of your favorite Toronto strip club. <laughs> That's very actually my favorite is the Zanzibar, but I love for your eyes only. <laughs> uh, now, if that, if that doesn't get you divorced, you know. <laughs> I, I don't even know you. I thought you were a for your eyes only man all, all the way through. On next week's show, we will be naming our top five favorite strip clubs named after James Bond <laughs> movies. Okay, speaking of top five, uh, I didn't want to do a full top five, but I was curious about, we talked about cover songs before, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, what are what are my favorite cover songs? And I didn't want to go too deep, so I just looked at my own playlists. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about Respect, you know, by Aretha Franklin, originally done by Otis Redding, but, but people don't generally know that. It's known as a, 
as in Aretha Franklin song. Anyways, so here are five songs that I love that are covers, obviously covers, mm-hmm. on my playlist that I play regularly. Number one, and they're not in any order. Ready? Yeah. Bizarre Love Triangle by Frente. Brenda, oh, hell yeah. Now we're talking about Reality Bites, <laughs> right? Is that what it's on? Is that is that on that soundtrack? I don't think so. It's a, it's a soundtrack same to era, a 90s movie. Same era. Yeah, fucking loved. Love that. And, and because I'm not as old as you, that was the first time I heard that song. Right. So you can imagine my little brain blowing up when I hear all the dips and daps from the New Order Right, version. yeah. Well, I mean, that, and I grew up on New Order version, and I was like, God damn, this is such a great song. It just plays like this with just a one single voice and a guitar. And yeah, and I think voice. it's like a two-minute song, the Frente yeah. song. Yeah, 100%. Frente, exclamation point. The yeah. precursor to Panic <laughs> at the Disco. At the Disco, that's right. Okay, number two. Now, this is a cheesy, this is one of my guilty, guiltiest of guilty pleasures. The Counting Crows version of Big Yellow Taxi. Originally, oh my God, JD, no, stop. I love Burn it. your fucking I list. Fucking it's terrible. It. I know, but I love terrible. it. Terrible. You got Vanessa Carlton doing those backups. You got those, he's, he's, Dirtz is doing his little hippy dippy little shit in between. But I love you know, it. You, I don't you know you what it is. I love it. Do, uh, shoo, pop, 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 pop. I just, I look, I love Counting Crows, okay? I, hey. Same. As I've, I've said many times, recovering the satellites <laughs> is better than August and everything after, mm-hmm. but they're both classic all-time albums. They don't get enough respect. Continue. Right. And I and I, this is a guilty pleasure, like I said. I love I love that song. A little bit of a weird song because there's a breakup right in the middle of it, right? Comes out of nowhere. The, the, big, um, the big yellow taxi takes my girl away or my guy away, my love away. Yeah. But she's thought, originally she's talking about like parking lots and shit. You know, we got it. Yeah. Anyways, pay pay paradise to to put up a parking lot. Exactly. Right. But then there's a. What break. are you saying? They changed the words. I don't know. They sure didn't. But there's just uh, in general, the original song is just all of a sudden. She's ta- she's taught Joni Mitchell is talking about her 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 man leaving her. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the original. I, I mean, honestly, and I don't even like do... that song for Joni Mitchell. Oh come on! All right, all right. Now you're talking crazy. All right, next yeah. one. Bye with little help. By Joe Car- yeah, Cocker. Yeah, Joe Cocker. Yeah, great yeah, one. I mean, awesome. Original Beatles. I Will Survive by Cake. I've been listening to that album, Fashion Nugget, by the way. Oh, you want to talk? Banger. You're hitting me. I, I don't know if anyone else gives <laughs> a shit. I don't know. Or older audiences. But Cake Fashion Nugget is a very underrated album. 100%. 100%. Every single song is amazing. But and Italian that, leather sofa. Oh God! Uh, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Also a cover. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got on there? Frank, uh, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. It, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing album, and it's amazing cover, and they do it in the cake style. And I know, like, okay, I was sort of disparaging Guns N' Roses for their cover, but they did it like Guns N' Roses, right? But I just hated it. But in this case. The cake version of I Will Survive is just a fucking chef's kiss. It's perfect, right? Yep. Great uh, horns. Oh, in every single song. Anyway, kids, fashion nugget by cake. Pick it up. <laughs> Pick it up. I, I think Go down honestly, to your local if... discographer. <laughs> <laughs> Go down to Woolworths. Go to the old five and dime. The old record store rack will be there right by the pharmacist. Um I think if I, I kind of have a feeling that if someone for, like that's younger had never heard, never heard the album and puts it on now, mm-hmm. that they might think it's like a novelty record, yeah, or like almost like a joke, yeah. But it wasn't a joke. It was no. very serious to us. This was life or death, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. And it was unlike anything we've ever heard before, and <laughs> and since I would say. Okay, final one. Uh, this is a, a bit of a deep cut on Siamese Dream by Smashing Pumpkins, Landslide. Originally by Fleet, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, hold on a second. That's not on Siamese Dream. Yes, it is. Isn't it on... Uh... Hold on, hold on. Oh, my God. So much fucking Googling in the show today. <laughs> I- I'm almost positive it's not on Siamese Dream. Okay. It's on... Um, is it, it's not Gish. It's like that Rarities album that they put out. Really? Pisces Iscariot. Hold on. Boom. You've been Googled. You've been fact-checked. Landslide. Now who's... Who's looking bad now? I hope Rachel listens to this. I hope she. I hope she, Rachel opens the door to the studio right now Hold and just screams, 
Hold Pisces on. Iscariot. Hold on. I'm like, I'm. You know, I just Googled it. Go- the Google's wrong. It's not wrong. I was listening to Siamese Dream and it came up. Maybe this like on a new version they put it as like a bonus track oh, or something. Okay, hold on now. Hold on. Because I think it's on. Oh, fuck, it's not on. Hold on. I bet. I think it's on the deluxe version. That's why. Yeah, okay. Well, when they, when in the 90s when you were listening to it, it was not on Siamese Dream. You're they right. couldn't do that because then they wouldn't have been able to sell the album of deep cuts and covers and rarities, Pisces Iscariot. Wait, it's not even there. Where did I? Anyways, whatever. Okay, fine. I'm losing my mind, I guess. I'm, sounds like I'm talking to someone that would have a heart attack if they hear a pyrotechnic. <laughs> Let me put I my would. reading glasses on. <laughs> I would. Excuse me, I do to, have my it reading glasses It took JD so long to Google that because he had to put his No, I, I didn't Google it. I'm looking at my playlist and it. It's not here, but why is it play all the time? Anyways, great song is all I'm saying. Great (laughs) Great song. song. Great cover song. Tune in next week for my worst cover songs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. I'll hear that list. Um, Well, I'm glad. I haven't talked to you in a long time, so I'm glad that was um, was our first conversation. (laughs) Uh, Before, I I was uh, away for the last week, basically, in Montreal. Before I get to that, though, something happened to me this morning that I wanted to bring up with you. Okay. So I, I, this might be hard. Just close your eyes and visualize this. So I live in a place that's like kind of four little houses on one property. So imagine one regular plot of land. There'd be, a, you know, maybe a front yard, a house, and then a big backyard. Okay. But instead, there's now four houses on that property. Okay. So there's a laneway that connects all four properties. So let's say you're on the street. You would see one house. There's a laneway. You walk down the laneway. There would be another house behind that. Right. You continue walking down the laneway, another house, and another house. And okay. We're that third house. So right. there's a, a laneway that goes down the whole thing. Okay. So you see that window that's right behind me if you're watching on YouTube? No, over here. That's the front window to my apartment. Okay. And I open the blinds this morning to get a little sunlight in. And there is a piece of artwork hung <laughs> in the laneway. So my neighbor, I guess while we were gone, puts up a fucking, the worst Ikea, I mean, it's 100% an Ikea poster. I it's would like say, yeah. Already in a frame. It's a skyline of, I guess I should know this, but I think that's downtown LA. Uh, I mean, it's not New York. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely not New York. Yeah. No, that, that's LA. It's LA. That's LA. Yeah. The city that we're in, I, it's kind of, kind of like wearing the band's shirt to the concert, but what, what, why is this here? And it's outdoors. Like, what happens when it rains? Right. Is it? And is it not on your side? Like, that yeah. Wall? I mean, their uh, their apartment is. I mean, it's connected to ours. Oh, I see. But they're not facing this. I'm facing. It. I mean, do you see the shock when you open your blinds in the morning and there is. <laughs> Like a like some graffiti prank. It's like a Banksy. I mean, if it was a Banksy, I guess That'd that would be, cool. be kind of cool. But and I guess it could be worse. It could just be some shitty graffiti. But why did they do? I, I need to know why they did this. I will bring it up to them. Did you look? Not in like a well, how dare you do this? I'll just be like, cool art. Yeah. What <laughs> did you look under it? Like, is there some graffiti there or something that they're covering up or oh that's interesting no i didn't i mean i i I don't feel like i can touch it because it's not mine yeah but it does look like it's on your side though it's facing your window just go out there and peek give it a little just just give it a tap see how (laughs) it's also poorly hung they shouldn't have hung it right at the top yeah you know what i mean they should have they should have hung it under the black line very very strange yeah i'll give them some notes but (laughs) Very, very weird. And uh, I love my neighbors. They're they're an older couple. They've been in the neighborhood forever. I don't say fucking shit to them. You think I'm going to complain about this? No. In that laneway, sometimes they park like right outside the house and you kind of have to like shimmy by the car to get in. Yeah. It's not a parking spot. Yeah. You think I say anything? No. No. If it was like some kids that were living there, yeah, I'd be like, hey, could you not park here? But they, they have seniority. They've been here. They're lovely. They sweep. Uh, like they'll sweep right outside our house because okay. it drives them nuts if like leaves have fallen. Like I don't give a shit. Yeah, they're the best. What if what if it's covering up a tag? The tagger, the sneak two. Yeah, sneak two. Maybe there's a sneak two tag under there, or maybe uh, this is a new calling card, and you you flip it around and it says sneak two on the back of it. 
Yeah, you, you've you just been Ikea'd. Sneak 2 is Swedish. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's very fascinating. Really yeah. tune into YouTube to see this beautiful piece it's of Ikea odd. art. It is it's odd. Just, I mean, it's a photo. Uh, but anyways, very, just very weird. Mm-hmm. I will keep you posted on okay. this mysterious Thank laneway you. art. Thank you. Uh, but I was gone. Yes. The good news is the ITG topics, they're going over like gangbusters, just like we had planned. I mean, oh. we didn't plan this, but... <laughs> Just this idea that you'd hear these topics on the show, bring them up with your family. Right. I mean, some of them listened, so I went back. The big, you know what the biggest argument that everyone was having all weekend was? I mean, you would, you'll never guess. It was, uh, remember we talked about, I talked about Jill, how she'll go out in the morning yeah. for a few hours, she'll come home, take off her socks, yeah. fold them up, put them back in the drawer, right. and then at a later date, wear them again. And yeah. I, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. It's borderline, borderline, borderline gross, I would say. No, well, they were they were getting on me. They were like, you're crazy. You don't, like, if you were wearing your socks for a couple hours, you won't re-wear them. I'm like, no, it's disgusting. <laughs> but it, I, I guess other people aren't sweating as much as me, or it sounds like you. Yeah. No, well, I definitely have sweaty feet, so there's no doubt. Like, Right. So I guess some people are out there like, we don't sweat, so why? Or they don't even know why it would be weird. They don't even know the moisture that we're dealing with. So it doesn't even yeah. occur to them that it's weird to reuse socks, I guess. It's so, uh, I mean, Jay Skeets definitely taught me this. It's, it's one of those things that he said, and I'm like, that is 100% true, but it can change your entire mood. It can freshen you up. It, like, if you're out and you're, you, you know, you're going out for drinks after work or something, you just change your socks. You don't need a shower. You don't need a nap. You don't need any of that. You just change those socks. Fresh, clean socks on your feet. Same shoes, you'll feel like a million bucks. But if I if I n- even know that I was wearing my socks for 15 minutes, they're going in the hamper. That's it. It's also such a small thing to wash. It's like nothing to add it to a, a load. It's not like taking up any space in a in a in a load, you know, like a laundry load. Yeah, but they were all like, "Well, how many socks do you have that you could just wear them willy-nilly like this?" 21 pairs. Is that serious? If I get if I counted them, I would I would I wouldn't be surprised if I had twenty one pairs of socks. Okay, that's way too many. I mean, I don't know what How kind of closet you? space you have or drawer space. And there are socks. socks. They take up space. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so How anyways, many do they, you they have? Just horrified. I don't know, like ones that I will wear because you know you accumulate socks yes. and you're like, eh, I don't know about these anymore, but. Honestly, maybe nine. Yeah. Now that sounds like my regular rotation for sure. Yeah, the good ones. Yeah. The Bombas, the Merino Wool. Right. The Stancers. The Glengarry Leeds. <laughs> That's right. But I also have like uh, different cuts of socks depending on what I'm doing. You know, like I got a crew yeah, cut for I... most of them. But if I'm playing pickleball, I got socks for that. Got socks for working out. You know. Different socks for different occasions. <laughs> I was like, this podcast is now old man tells you the kinds of socks he has. <laughs> old man Googles his playlists. Hey, people um, are interested, clearly, because they're they're arguing at no, your family yeah, they're dinner arguing, table. They're, they're disgusted by the, they're disgusted by me. They, they think I'm wasting water. But anyways. Wasting water for just another pair of socks in <laughs> the laundry. Please. Um, one funny thing that happened is we took the kids to an escape room, my sister's kids. Okay. So they're, uh, they're 12 and 10 now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're doing like a lot of family stuff. So one day we didn't have anything to do in the afternoon. We're like, oh, and my sister was like, oh, let's take them to the escape room. They love escape rooms. So we, we go online, we book this room. Uh, you know, they list the options of what they have available and how difficult they are. And there was like a medium level room called the master spy room. And the kids were like, Ooh. hell yeah, master okay. spy. So we get there, and uh, we're checking in, and the guy goes, oh, just so you know, we haven't updated the website yet, but the master spy room is uh, expert level now. Oh. And now, I'm not good at escape rooms. We were concerned about the medium level room. So I say, well, (laughs) what's the, I don't think we can do that. What's the medium level room? He's like, oh, good news. I have it open. No one's booked it. I can book it for you. It's called... Mafia restaurant. The way <laughs> these kids' faces dropped 
They were like, mafia <laughs> restaurant? Do they really know what the mafia is, first of all? I mean, they know what spies are, but I don't think they have a, like, they've seen yeah. Goodfellas no, or. No, no Sopranos you know, yet. Yeah, Godfather. But mainly, I think they were just focused on the word restaurant, like right. the place where they're <laughs> bored and just have to sit there. Right. <laughs> quietly and talk to people and this is like their the last escape room that they were in was like uh took place in the tomb of an ancient pharaoh oh damn cool so now they're in a fucking red checker you know tablecloth red sauce oh, joint so you made them do the restaurant well i i mean it would have been more boring to go into the master spy room and just be confused for an hour right right so they were not into it to start Okay. Uh, but <laughs> somebody get whacked in that restaurant well the mafia stole some money okay and then we go to the restaurant and i think we overhear someone talking about the score mm-hmm. and then i don't know why maybe we get locked in after they leave or something and so then we realize we can take the money for ourselves oh uh and then but then the mafia is on their way so we have one hour they'll be here in an hour and right. they're definitely gonna whack us yeah uh <laughs> If they find us in uh, Garibaldini's restaurant. So <laughs> we have an hour to get it, to get the money and get out. Okay. Which is not, it's not a bad premise. Sounds super but fun. But you walk in the room, the guy opens the door, and it's three tables, again, yeah. with like a couple salt and pepper shakers <laughs> on them and a bar. And you get sat at a table? <laughs> no, like you're alone in the room. So you're, okay. you know, we were, it was me, my sister, the two kids, my mother, and, and Jill. And so we got an hour to get out. I right. mean, it, it was fun, but I like I don't know. I don't. It's hard. You have to do a few of them to get your mind, your head into the mind of the person that in, invented this thing. Like right. one of the clues was there was like a locked box, and there was on the wall there was like sort of three innocuous pictures of old, black and white pictures of old school Italian men like in hats and and the whole fucking deal, right? Right. right. Like stereotypical mafia stuff and to open it you had to realize that oh it was a cigar box i should have said and it had like different cigar logos on it okay and in each of the pictures was a cigar box with one of those logos on it and to the code to the box was you had to count how many people were in that photo okay (laughs) and then that was the so if there was eight people then five people then three people the code would be eight five three gotcha gotcha no, I never, ever, ever would have figured that out. Why I, would the code be the number of, like, <laughs> oh, I have an idea. Let's make this code the number of people that are in this photo. Anyways, but but people that do, like, Jill got that one, and I still don't understand that she fucking got that. Right. You just have to know to look for those kinds of things, I guess. I've never done yeah, an exactly. escape room, so I... Uh, you should take the kids. Honestly, they would like it. All right. It is, it is fun. Don't take them to the mafia restaurant. Take them to the master spy room. Okay. But... <laughs> Probably the funniest part was like, there, there was one clue where there were muffins in an oven. Like, obviously the oven's not on and the right. muffins are plastic. Yeah. But you had to, um, there was like a clue which eventually led us to realize that the muffins each smelled like something. So like there was like a banana muffin, a peach muffin. And then that corresponded, then there was a number on the bottom of each muffin. And then that corresponded to something else that you had to decode based on the smell of the muffin. But I swear to God, for the entire time, I just thought that, Either Jill or my sister or my mother was wearing the fucking worst smelling perfume that I'd ever smelled. And I was like, I don't know how to bring this up. It smelled like a, like, um, you know, those packs of gum we used to chew at the, in the starter days, those Mm -hmm. like orange ones that smelled up the whole, I thought it was, but they had to smell really strong. So you could be like, oh, well, this one smells like peach. This one Uh, smells like apple. Yeah. But then at the end, so we made it out. Oh, congrats. In like, we had 20 minutes to spare. I, I actually couldn't believe how well we did. And the guy walks in, and he's, like, so proud of himself. He's like, so, uh, you got the, uh, muffin smell clue? And we're like, uh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I just came up with that. You know, I thought, how can I bring a different sense into it? And we're like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I just came up with that. Wow. Like, cool. <laughs> we, <That's> like, cool. <laughs> would like to go now. But, like, it was so clear that he just wanted to talk over every single clue that he left mm. there. He's like, what about the, uh, Samsung tablet? That has the uh, the login code that you have to, you know how on, on Samsungs that you don't put in like eight seven six four yeah. as your code, you you just like swipe in a pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you had to go look at this map of a bank, and then the the route within the bank to get to the safe 
is the way you have to swipe on the pad. Right. Yeah, yeah. You got that? Like, yeah, well, we got them all, man. We're out of the room. Like, <laughs> yeah, we escaped. Let us go. <laughs> those guys, Anyways. I mean, back, I'm so glad for for those guys and they have escape rooms now because they, back in the day, there would be like, I don't know, like writing Encyclopedia Brown novels, you know, or, you know, <laughs> Hardy Boys oh, and that kind of Encyclopedia thing. Encyclopedia Brown was doing a handstand when he saw it, so that it was reversed. What he saw was reversed. He was looking That's in right. a mirror and he saw it behind him. So it's, rever- I don't know why it was always like, just, it was what you thought it was, but the reverse. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you were, uh, I mean, shout out to Encyclopedia Brown and Hardy Boys and all those. Nancy Drew and and all of them, but imagine being an author of one of those books, and as their f- people finish the books, they're like, "Ah, do you see what I did there with the muffin smells and the and the swiping right and everything else?" You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. you're getting instant feedback on the mystery that you created. Yeah, no, that that is that's true. I mean, like probably these people were done D and D dungeon masters back in 100%, the day. percent. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is instant gratification for them. It's yeah. like if they had, uh, it's the difference between putting out Paul McCartney, putting out an album. He doesn't know what the people listening to in their car think, right. but he plays the concert. Yeah. He knows exactly what exactly they right. Exactly. Right. Um, so shout out to all the spy masters out there. I mean, the escape room, whatever the hell they're called. I mean, it is a dungeon. You are, I mean, you're alive. I mean, obviously you can get out. But yeah. Are you more? I mean, to get out, you have to pound on the door and be like, can we leave now, please? It's yeah, scaring us. Yeah. So what happens when you don't make it? Like an alarm goes off and like. Yeah. Yeah. Then a guy, a guy in a bowler hit comes in and fucking puts one right between your eyes <laughs> and throws the cement shoes on you and, uh, and that's, that's it. it. That's it. Wow. Um, so obviously I took two flights. No big news from the flights, okay? Oh, except you couldn't fly to. Re- oh no no no! I'm just oh you mean one there, there one back. back? Gotcha gotcha. Yeah, I did promise that I would get on Wi-Fi and respond to everyone's emails, but there was no Wi-Fi. So, but I did see one um, interesting headline about flying that I wanted to run by. This mm-hmm. is from the Insider, mm-hmm. and the headline says, "My husband and I routinely fly first class and leave our kids in coach. It doesn't make us bad parents." That's like answering a question we hadn't yet asked, but obviously their backs are up against us. Defensive much? Yeah, just so you know, their kids are 13 and 10. Uh, And so it opens, other passengers regularly ask my kids where their parents are on flights and give disapproving sniffs when my boys point towards the front of the airplane. (laughs) They'll also tell my kids things like, I can't believe your parents made you sit back here. I've gotten side eyes and exaggerated looks for leaving my kids behind, but I don't regret my decision to fly premium without them. What do you, what's your uh, gut reaction to this? My gut reaction is that I think that the author of this is exaggerating the judgment that they're getting because I don't think people care, A. Maybe they do. I don't know. I, I, I kind of am with them on this part. I think probably... I don't know. I guess the weird part is if you don't see the parents go, like kids can fly alone, like a 13 year old and a 10 year old, especially if they're together. Yeah. I mean, I I swear to God, I flew when I was like eight years old alone because it it used to be your parents could bring you right to the gate. And then on the other end, like if I'd fly to see my grandparents in Florida, then my grandparents could come to the gate. So it was just sitting on a tin can alone for three hours. Yeah. Unaccompanied Um, minors travel all the time. All all the the time. time. Um, if the question is what a, I would hundred percent do this a hundred percent like without without feeling guilty at all. I mean, I think I would probably feel guilty, but I my my conclusion is there is absolutely nothing wrong with this. Why would you feel guilty? I guess it's a little weird that like you're sitting in a completely different set. I mean, it's is it like you would book the four seasons for yourself and your wife, but then you would book the kids at La Quinta. <laughs> I guess no, it's different because those would be two different physical yeah. locations. Yeah, you're still on the same plane. If there's yeah. and, and, and let me say this, my whole life when we would book, I mean, pre this is pre Airbnb, but sometimes we'd like rent a vacation home or something. Yeah. Guess who got the master suite with the ensuite bathroom? Mm-hmm. My parents. Guess who got like the closet where the, someone had thrown a mattress <laughs> down? I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Uh, and the room is the size of a double mattress. Yeah. Me. Yeah. And you were fine with it. Well. 
Hey, you weren't I fine I was with fi- it? I was fine with it, honestly, until my sister was, you know, in a relationship, especially the one that she eventually, you know, got engaged and got married, been married for a while. Then they would get the next best room just because they were two people. Right. I was like, so I was like, mm. every couple places, let me have the good room. Right. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. But as far as like sitting and coach, like kids, if you're sorry, if you're 10 and 13, you're just thrilled to be on a plane going somewhere, right? I mean, you're. Yeah, they're taking out their iPads. Yeah. They're drinking a sugary soda. And they're shorter. And generally speaking, they're shorter. So it's not like they need the extra leg room. They're certainly not fucking sipping on champagne or eating filet mignon and all that shit. Just give them some goldfish and say, see you in Miami. That's it. Well, that is the last line of the article. Plus, premium classes are wasted on my kids. They don't need extra legroom and can't enjoy the free alcohol either. Right. That's the last line of thing. You exactly. took the words right out of their mouths. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't understand the free alcohol point because. <laughs> I, I, so I was curious. I, I looked up a nonstop flight from JFK to Charles de Gaulle, and I didn't even like put it in for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is like a month from now, end of October. I put in. How much do you think that flight is? Nonstop JFK to Charles de Gaulle. First class. Air France. Like, okay, uh, I'm going to guess minimum $7,000. $23,000. $23,000. JFK. $23,000. To like de Gaulle. seven-hour flight. Wait, okay. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's right? a that's a lot of free booze you need to suck back to. Yeah, that's to make my up point. It's like what you can't be pretending that the free alcohol is some kind of like boon or benefit. Right. It, it's how much could you? You're not drinking twenty three thousand dollars worth of champagne. You're drinking thirty dollars max. So congratulations, you yeah. won. Yeah. Like no, yeah. you didn't. You paid twenty three thousand fucking dollars. So family of four, that's almost a hundred thousand dollars to yeah. fly for. It's insane. Yeah, there's no trip happening if that's the case. I mean, well, if you're rich enough to spend eighty, well, ninety thousand dollars on first class tickets, then I assume you can afford to do anything. You can go to <laughs> Disneyland Paris and get the fast pass. You're right. You're absolutely right. That would be mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get the fast pass for you and your wife. That's <laughs> you right. Give your kids. I, I You're just, like, hey, the singles line is over there, kids. I heard it's uh, faster if you go that way. I can just picture Ash and Courtney, you know, they're all at the fast pass and they're like, where are your kids? Oh, they're waiting back there. Three. Hours. I'll see you in three hours, kids. We're going to go on this ride eight times before you get a chance to go on it. <laughs> they're back at the Quinta Inn. Uh, all right. Quick bit of housekeeping, JD. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people ask, what's the best way to support the show? And it's a very simple answer. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash is this good? Who wouldn't want to support the show, JD? Right? Can you think of anyone? I can't think of a single person. Well, let me tell you who. My family. That's who. Okay. None of them are on the Patreon. None of them support the show. <laughs> They're sucking up all this content. They're using it as conversation fodder. Right. None of them are supporting the hmm. show. None of them are going to patreon.com slash is this good. But surely they own merch, right? You would think. Yeah, that's another way to support the show. They don't. <laughs> They've not gone to is this goodpod.com to get the is this good retro logo tee or hoodie. Mm. I wouldn't even be offended if they asked for a discount code. Mm. But have they? No. They don't care. They just okay. think content's free. They're like these people. It's like, why, why should I pay for the news? <laughs> oh, it's behind a paywall? I, I'm not interested. Oh, I'll just steal someone else's Netflix password. This is life or death, okay? Yeah. Yeah. This is my job. Yeah. Or one of them. Same. Absolutely. Well, this is what we do. We just start talking about your family the entire Patreon episode. We just dish the dirt on the Austins. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That is... It's funny you say that because my sister, my very own sister, my flesh and blood, Mm -hmm. she said... um, She just texted me yesterday. She said, oh, uh, you know, it's so funny. I just heard the episode where you're talking about... I won't say the name of her son, but uh, we'll call him Booze him. Hound. Yeah, you were talking about him being a uh, a mixologist. Yes. It was really funny, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot that I did that. It's, it's great to catch up." She said, "I can't wait to hear what you say about the trip. I hope it's not a Patreon episode." <laughs> she works. Her husband's a doctor. It's wow. five dollars a month. I think we're offering a discount if you sign up for the whole year at one time. Get a free trial. Get a free trial, yeah. 
And then, as always, as we always say, then forget that you signed up for a free trial. That's right. That's either the move. actively say I really enjoyed what you gave me here, or simply forget. Yeah, I def- I have because- at least three or four of those on my in my feed. Every month I'll I'll get oh five dollars. Was that for? Oh yeah. Oh, like of you joining other things yep. on a free trial? Yeah. I'm a supporter. Yeah. I support. Either actively or passively. <laughs> exactly. You got to support. <laughs> uh, send me emails at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Could always use some good emails. I will be responding to them. I know I'll keep saying that. <laughs> uh, subscribe on YouTube so you could see the weird art that my neighbor has hung outside my window. Uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I checked, JD. There's currently 332 ratings. So they're not like typed out reviews. Yeah. But just people have clicked five stars. Love it. That better be closer to 400 by next week, okay? 332. That's not enough. We need 68 people, 68 heroes. Get that to 400 by next week. Yeah. That's not that hard. You go into the Apple Podcast app, you just click five stars. Easy. Easy. Uh, All right, so we got some things to follow up on, JD. Okay. Remember the guy that we talked about um, who just broke everything? Yes. <laughs> a real klutz, this fella. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the question was like asking uh, someone that breaks things, a friend of yours that broke something to pay for it. Yep. And his example was this friend of theirs. He'd broken a whiteboard. He broke a washing machine and a dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. And we asked like, could this guy like get back in touch? How the hell did this happen? Right. So this is Travy51. Uh, he sent me this on Twitter. Uh, so I said, how... How did he do this? He said, I don't even remember. I think it was he put dishes in the washing machine and clothes in the dishwasher. No. So that's exactly what we thought. But how? (laughs) They don't look. The dishwasher has slots where dishes go. Yeah. And the washing machine has a vacant crevasse for you to throw clothes in. Was was this person unfrozen from like the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> From the cave, the cave person times. <laughs> okay, that would be the one good excuse because they right. both have water in them and they both make things clean. Right. <laughs> that would be an excuse. But I still think that I don't know. This guy is like really standing by that these are complete accidents. Okay. I, I sorry, but I can't believe it. But he also said that he was living with people when he broke their dishwasher and their washing machine. Right. So if that's the case. My opinion has changed. He yeah. needs to 100% pay for that. 100%. 100%. Because he it's he's living there. He's breaking stuff in his own unit. Right. Exactly. So if it, so his friends are the landlords, but if he had a landlord that he didn't know and he fucking punched a hole in the wall, right. They'd be like you got to you got to replace that. Right. I mean, I I I'm with you in that it's not an honest mistake. Putting Putting clo- putting dishes in a washing machine, that's not an honest mistake. I don't believe it. I just, sorry, I don't believe it. <laughs> Unless this guy is an unfrozen caveman or yeah. Amelia Bedelia, a fictional <laughs> character, I don't believe that he put dishes in the washing machine closed in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Travy51, get back at me. A fucking, you could put a lot of characters in a tweet now. Sign up for Twitter Blue just so you could do, do one giant <laughs> post. I don't believe this. And it, yeah. honestly, if this happened, and I'm 100% serious, I would like to interview this man on the podcast. Okay. Give me his contact info. We will hunt him down. Yeah. Um, a Lord of the Rings follow-up. You knew it was coming. Oh, jeez. We talked about Lord of the Rings on last week's show with Jay Skeets. Go listen to it. Great episode. Mm-hmm. We were talking about this because a man had written in and said, my girlfriend's friend is marrying the guy a guy and that guy has a famous father and that father was in lord of the rings right and the email was about how i wanted to talk to him but it didn't come up and i didn't know if i should bring it up did i do the right thing now in that discussion we we were trying to figure out who it was so we were going through the lord of the rings characters and boy oh boy people this is the maddest people have ever been at us yeah that's true actually it's true people take this shit seriously probably Nine out of ten people that like Lord of the Rings this month much have grown up to be escape room designers. <laughs> I was correct. The Fellowship of the Ring and the Council of Elrond, not the same thing, which you thought. Okay. I did. I, uh, yeah. I d- absolutely thought it was the same thing. But were the other hobbits, the supporting hobbits there, they say no, they weren't. They snuck in. 
The but then mar- I guess my question to that would be, at the end, when they snuck in, if you just took a picture, I yeah. don't know if photography was around in the age of <laughs> Tolkien or, I don't know, just would, <laughs> Gandalf would blow out a plume of smoke that would be a recreation of yes. the Council of Elrond. Yeah. You could say they were there. I mean... Couldn't you? Yeah, when it when it was pointed out that they had snuck in, I do remember a shot of them sort of, you know, peeking around the corner and looking in at the fellowship or the council or whatever. The council. The council. Well, whatever. Don't say whatever, JD. We have to be. Yeah, we have to be precise. To be accountable. We have to be precise. Yeah. But but at the end they go, oh, they find them, right? And they're like, oh, you cheeky little hobbits, right. you're here, right? Like if I sneak into a concert. You can't say I wasn't at the concert. You're right, a hundred percent. And sorry, what? <laughs> this is no. I'm not taking any accountability. <laughs> I'm I'm skirting. I'm shirking. Now that you mention it, there is a moment where Gandalf says, "Well, well, well. Look at this, the Fellowship of the Ring." Right? And then I, I don't even know. Are you being serious? Yeah, I'm being totally serious. He doesn't say "Well, well, well." He just says the Fellowship of the Ring. Hence the title. But all but I believe there's a shot. Is there a part in the next movie where they go, Well, 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 if it isn't the two towers. That's right. What's I'm actually literally opening this door because I know Jill has the books here. Ah. And the final one are they like, Well, it surely is nice to see the return of the king. You got a lot of nerve showing your face around here. I never thought I'd see the day. Of the return of the king. <laughs> the king was here. And then he was gone. Uh, all right. Look, we have to take accountability. We don't know enough about Lord of the Rings. We do apologize. We know it's a very important text to many people. Yeah. And as an apology, I will commit to a Lord of the Rings rewatch. Jill has been asking me to do this anyways. Oh, God. Um, now, what? one thing I, I said I would not do was watch extended. The Hobbit. Watch watch the extended. Well, I will watch the extended. Okay. You want to watch the No Hobbit for you. No Hobbit. Yeah. It's three movies. It's too long. I know it's not good. I've never seen it. But well, in the know. Discord, which you will uh, you will be able to join when you go to patreon.com slash is this good, you'll be able to join the Discord. A wonderful group of people that check us, give us uh, more information about Lord of the Rings. Right now, they're literally talking about whether it's good to pick your nose and eat it. I wish I was joking. Okay? These people are not well. <laughs> But they are fans, and we do love them. Um, okay, hold on. What? I just, I just googled a picture. I didn't Google it. I binged it because my fucking Chrome is on Bing, and I can't get it off. Anyways, no, another piece of evidence pointing to the fact that you're seventy years old. <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and ask Jeeves, JD? I'm looking at a picture of the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. That's all I put in. It's. Okay. Aragon is that his name? I don't know if I can even don't. I'm afraid to say don't their names. Don't dig it deeper now. for yourself. Yeah, you got Aragon. That's that's Vigo. Okay, then we got Gandalf. Boromir. That's Sean Beam. Boromir. We got Orlando Bloom. Yeah, uh, Legolas. Legolas. We got the four Hobbits. I don't need to name them, but Bilbo's not in it. And then we got Bilbo the... is not. Bilbo's the Hobbit. The original. The OG. Oh, the, I know exactly. He's not in the Fellowship of the Ring. But people were saying. We didn't say he was. Well, they said he was of the Council of Elrond. They're different. Are, are you listening to this? <laughs> Isn't the Council of Elrond where they meet and create the Fellowship of the Ring? Sure. Yes. Fuck. They're coming after us again. I already can tell. Another thing that they posted in the in the Discord, though, and I might actually do this as part of my penance. Yes. Someone shared, I think it was Sarah, she shared a link to a fan that had cut down. So The Hobbit, it's three movies. It's 532 Mm -hmm. minutes. Right. And someone went through and cut it down to a single film that's 247 minutes long. Okay. Where where can you find that? Where can you find that? Less than half. I'll send you a link. I should should just let you know the 247 minutes is still over four hours. Right. For a book that was five pages long. No, it's thick. It isn't. The Hobbit is not thick. It's at least 500 pages. No way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it out right now. I read it when I was 11. I wasn't reading 500-page books when I was 11. Uh, yeah, I, 
okay, it's it's. Look at this little commemorative case. She's not going to be happy that I'm doing this. <laughs> She's got this in a little commemorative little bookshelf. That's nice. That's sweet. Little books. But I can't get it out. This is not made for podcasting, this thing. Okay, here we go. All right. The Hobbit. Okay, now, that does look picture. good. picture. Are there pictures okay. in there? Like, what's happening? Okay. 276 pages long. Wow, okay. this book seems so much longer I to told me. Is this you. an abridged version? No, that's the... It's short. Hobbit is short. Okay, no spoilers, but this is the last line of the book. Thank goodness, said Bilbo laughing, and handed him the tobacco jar. (laughs) Now that's how you end a book. Fuck, yes. Why is it so thick, though? I don't understand. Like, are they thick pages? It's the camera adds 10 pages. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have a more important follow-up about this, right? So as I said, I told you the reason we were talking about this because of this whole scenario where this guy was staying with Viggo Mortensen's... Oh, just fucking fucked it up. (laughs) We already knew it. It's fine. (laughs) Well, we guessed that it was Viggo Mortensen, so the guy wrote back in... (laughs) And now I will read you his response. Um... Yes, remember the emailer was Jackson Frank. So he writes, Thank you for responding to my quandary. You guys got it right. Vigo Mortensen and I were both guests in the same house. God damn. I didn't want to put his name out there in case you guys actually talked about it. What I didn't think through was my name. Yes, my name is Jackson Frank. So even though I didn't drop Vigo's name, they'll now know I thought about the situation so seriously I wrote into a podcast <laughs> about it. Okay, this is why I don't read full people's names on the show. If you'll notice, I'm always saying like right. Jake R yeah. or Colin C or whatever. Right. The problem was this guy, uh, this was an Instagram message. Mm-hmm. So it was just his handle. It was like Jackson Frank, some, like 850 or something like right. that. And, I, and because Jackson Frank is a folk musician... Check out Blues Run the Game while you're checking out uh, <laughs> Smashing Pumpkin's cover of Landslide. Mm-hmm. Don't look for it on Siamese yeah, It's Street. not you on Siamese Street. It. It's you not there. It's not there. Uh, I thought it was like a pseudonym. So I, yeah. I kind of just read it because it's a handle. Right. But turns out that is his name. Mm. Um, anyway, so I continue with the email. One story I want to share with you about my time with Vigo. Okay, if we're getting the inside scoop, finally. The month prior to our LA trip, I was invited to tag along with my girlfriend to Vigo's summer house. We were assigned a meal to cook for 15 people. As a newcomer, I wanted to impress. We spent a ton of money at the grocery store and spent seven hours in the kitchen cooking, baking, and grilling. Wow. But then we learned Vigo wasn't able to make it, Uh. and he had stayed in LA to work on a project. (sighs) Eastern Promises 2. No, just kidding. He didn't say that. (laughs) You just got me excited for no reason. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Vigo wasn't there, right? So back to the email. On the bright side, everyone else loved the meal. Fast forward about a month. We stay with Son of Vigo for the Beyonce concert. When we got back from the show, we were tired, hungry, and covered in glitter. My girlfriend had bought some dino nuggets, so I popped them in the oven. As I'm placing these stupid dino nugs on the baking sheet, I hear a voice behind me say, So this is the chef I've heard so much about. I turn around to see Vigo's face, eyes filled with judgment. He then says very sternly, So you make all this delicious food in my house when I'm not there? But when I'm here, you make fucking chicken nuggets? I was so taken aback, I couldn't even get the words out of my mouth to reply. Thankfully, the awkward silence was broken with laughter, a pat on the shoulder, and him telling me he was kidding. We had a great night, and he's a cool dude. Jackson Frank... Not the folk music. Amazing. Amazing. So, Vigo, great guy. Great guy. Great story. I mean, how awkward would it be? Because I just realized when you mentioned Eastern Promises there, mm-hmm. like I've seen Vigo's dick twice. Oh, yeah, that's true. We talked about Captain Fantastic. And then you see it in the amazing in the, sauna. the bathhouse fight. Um, oh, God damn, that's a good movie. I'm Shout out to David Cronenberg, yeah. one of uh, Canada's treasures. Yeah, absolute national treasure. But like, if you're sitting across from him at the dinner table, it's like, I've I've seen this guy's dick. Like, I've never seen your dick. I, I've never seen any of the, like, how many adult men do you know out there? I mean, you probably higher than me just because you went to a boy's school and stuff, but that you've seen their their penises, you know? Yeah, but I don't think about it. I've seen all my friends' penises. I don't think about it. I haven't seen mine. 
Well, if I had got up early enough and gone to the Turner gym, I could have. You were showing it to everyone. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's not unrealistic that, let's say, you're dating someone. You go visit them. The dad's like, oh, let's go uh, to the old health club. Right. Let's go play tennis or something. Then you shower. Yeah. I'm sure most people have seen their father-in-law's donger. Well, I certainly haven't. Really? Yeah, really. When you see the penis at rest, it's like, (laughs) it's just God's creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you see it used for evil ills, Mm. you know, that's That's like a baseball bat is neutral. Right. But when you use it to bash someone's head in. Right. You know, you, you never forget that. You're right. You're absolutely right. Has she ever seen your father's penis? I no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't have to say that. Never. She has never seen his penis. And and your father is a or was a homicide detective. He was a homicide detective, that's right. Does he call his penis gumshoe? <laughs> you you'd have to ask him. I don't believe he's named. If you his think penis. I would ask your father <laughs> anything. He's he's a I mean would you describe him as scary? I mean, he 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 doesn't sort of look like someone you want to go up and ask a frivolous question to. <laughs> he definitely does not look like somebody who you'd want to ask a frivolous question to. But no, he's he's actually a softie. He's, yeah, you could ask him anything. He's a great well, guy. I hope I hope that when I'm seeing his penis, it's a softie. I I don't. Th- I I think you'd have to get a couple of glasses of wine into him. I would recommend that <laughs> uh-huh. before asking him if he calls his penis gumshoe. I think Gumshoe might be a little before his time, actually. <laughs> okay. Or is he, well, if he doesn't want to show people, he could just call it his private dick. Yeah, exactly. That's a great. That perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, as soon as the podcast's over, since we are on video, I will show you mine, and then we can feel <laughs> we can move on with our lives. We can move on with our lives and feel closer <laughs> than ever before. Uh, of course, wait, you wait, 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 to don't you think that's so? weird? Like if what? you're Vigo and you're like, God, most of these, ever, this person I'm talking to a meeting for the first time has seen my penis. That's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, but then he would have to think that about literally every person he I, saw. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I don't think it's weird. Yeah, everyone, everyone's on OnlyFans now, JD. <laughs> or posting thirst traps on Instagram. Everyone's seen them. No, yeah, I know. And there's we nothing wrong with it. it. There's nothing wrong just with it. Nudity is just, just as what it is. We can't judge people for it. I know. I'm not saying that anybody should be judged. I'm just saying... I would feel weird if everybody I met for the first time, I would assume that they've already seen me naked. That's all. Well, I would feel vulnerable, just, wouldn't you? Uh, no, I think he's like probably a cool, confident guy. Who no, I know Vigo is. I'm asking if you would. He's got feel. a summer house and a regular house. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the end of the list. No. He's right. got a, what's a Middle Earth location that'd be a nice place to have a house? Rivendale. Arendale? Is that a thing? Arendale? I think I that's a suburb to of Toronto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh... I don't know why, but I, this is just a guess. Don't get mad at me. If I had to guess, I'm going to say that Liv Tyler. Yeah. What was she, a fairy? She was an elf. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why was she always an apparition then? Oh my god! I can't believe I'm dragging myself back uh, into this. An Anyways, I feel like she was from Arendelle. I th- are you Didn't thinking of just... Kate Blanchett? Because she was sort no, of no, no. Like there was a scene where she, um, she stands in front of um, Vader's army, and she's like a Force ghost. <laughs> and now I'm just trying to piss <laughs> off two fan bases. Okay, well done, well done. And uh, Voldemort was there. <laughs> uh, all right. Then Spock came out and said, <laughs> "Live long, and may the force <laughs> live be long with you. and prosper." <laughs> Listen to next week's show. That's coming out Monday, September 25th. Uh, Jesus, can you pod on Yom Kippur? Great question. You would have to be the answer. You would have to answer that question. Do you want to delay it by a day? Well, we can. No, I don't know. I'll, I'll look into the Talmud. I'll see. I'm sure that uh, Rabbi Eliezer or some wise man from the past, um, <laughs> I mean, all their lessons can be applied to modern life. So even oh, yeah. though podcasting didn't exist, yes. I'm sure they had an opinion on it. Yeah. Uh, so we'll find we'll find out. Hopefully, God doesn't smite me between now and then. Um, <laughs> our guest will be the one and only 
Tass Mellis. Nice. Tass Mellis. Tass must love coming on the show because it's the only show he goes on where the the host pronounces his name correctly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not right. Should, should I tell Tass that you uh, there was a short we we clipped a, a short from the last time Tass was on, mm-hmm. and you sent it to me, and in the subtitles you had spelt his name wrong. Hold on, hold on. I that was not me. <laughs> not to not to throw gas on the fire of my marriage but that one is on rachel <gasps> wow <laughs> you know it's i love it when it goes full circle you started the show with marital problems and we just made sure you're ending the show with marital problems yeah can't yeah. wait to see her tiktok uh, as she comments <laughs> on that uh, email us is this good pot at gmail.com subscribe everywhere leave a review on apple Podcasts. remember i mean leave a written review if you can yeah if you don't want to do that rate it five stars and those ratings better be up to 400 by next week. So tick it on up. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. This was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week. Bye.